I'm Alan Weiss. This is The Uncomfortable Truth. My topic today is reptilian. I'd like to know why we eat our young. Alligators, of course, are cannibals, and it's not unusual for alligators to eat some of their young. Not just someone else's young, but their own young. Some scientists feel that it keeps the population in control. And they might be right. Of course, alligators are overrunning the Everglades. There's actually a legal hunting season on them. But metaphorically, we are also eating our young. We search for bad news. We self-flagellate. Things are never good enough. President Obama, when he was in office, went around the world apologizing to everyone. Here are some facts that I've come across, and they're instigated, I tell you quite happily, by uh, an interesting man by the name of Steven Pinker, Professor Steven Pinker. You can see him on TED and other places. And these aren't his specific words, but they're close enough, and I want to give him credit. Uh, Over the past 30 years, poverty has decreased, not only in the United States, but around the world, decreased substantially. The number of wars that are going on at any one moment have decreased. Natural disasters have decreased. Traffic fatalities have decreased. Deaths due to disease have decreased. Crime of all types has decreased, especially murders. Dictatorships are fewer than they were. Income has increased at almost every level. And automation and technology and health advances are improving the quality of life. All of that versus the 80s. So those who say 2017 was the worst year ever, because prior to that they said 2016 was the worst year ever, and they will no doubt say that 2018 was the worst year still, they're simply wrong. The news headlines are skewed because we try to eat our young. In other words, the market is at record levels, but the papers will report new weaknesses are being found. As I record this, President Trump is about to meet in about a month with the North Korean leader, something people thought was absolutely impossible. But the newspaper headlines are asking, are we being duped? Just, just yesterday, they released three prisoners being held there. Someone said they shouldn't be rewarded, the North Koreans, for undoing something they never should have done in the first place. Well, that might be theoretically true, a nicety on a mountaintop among the saints, but the point is this, what is, is. And these three people were captive for a year, and now they're not. There's a record number of new jobs being set in most of these months, but the headlines will say, but not as high as was forecast. Apple is at a record valuation, at a startling profit level, but the reports are it can't last. Individuals are cleared of charges. They've been falsely accused. But the headlines say, but questions, of course, will remain. We continue to look for the pessimistic, for the cynical, We continue to look for the negative. We can't be happy. It reminds me of the old definition of Puritanism, the dread fear that somebody somewhere is actually enjoying himself. Now, how can we end this? How can we end this litany, this 
odyssey of feeling things are always bad, that no matter what the good news, it's underpinned by some bad news. Well, first, let me suggest it's not arrogant to have pride. Why can't you be proud of things? Some people protest all these parades in New York, you know, Puerto Rican Pride Day, Puerto Rican Pride Parade. Why not? Why not be proud of your heritage? The second thing is, perfection is not a legitimate goal. So just because the good news doesn't reflect perfect conditions is no reason to say it's not good news. There will never be perfect conditions. There's always going to be a war someplace in all probability. But if we reduce them from 14 at any one time to six, I think that's progress. And I think it's reason to be happy. Number three, consider the source. The media are paid to give us bad news. The media are happy when we're not happy. And so consider the source. You'll never see the New York Times with a headline proclaiming good news unless, you know, World War II has ended again. Number four, seek facts. You know, I don't care what your politics are, what your beliefs are, and whether you use plastic bags or yell at people who use plastic bags. But I'll tell you, think about this. Global warming has become now climate change. And global warming has become climate change. And climate change might be legitimate and people should be, I don't know, duly concerned about it. Or it might be just a huge cycle in the history of the earth we can't affect. I don't know. But it's no longer global warming because the science could not support global warming. There was not a sufficient evidence facts, observations to support global warming, so it became climate change. Number five, be thankful for what is, not distressed over what could be. As I said, those three people were released after a year. Don't go around saying, well, they never should have been arrested. They never should have been held. Yeah, very true theoretically, but there they were. Be happy with what is. Number six, Don't tolerate yes, but. Have you sat in meetings where somebody provides some good news, an insight, an idea, a congratulations, anything positive, and there's always someone who says yes, but? And watch those people who are practicing and careful about saying yes, and. They'll say, well, yes, and, but they're really saying yes, but. Don't let them fool you. Number seven. Disregard all of social media as an information source. It's full of crap. Yeah, you might find some facts on there. You might find yesterday's ball scores. I don't know. But even Wikipedia and searching Google turns up things blatantly untrue. People who are said to be dead, who quite obviously aren't. The wrong years for events. The wrong interpretation of things. You know, right now, Wikipedia editors having huge internal fights with each other over what's correct and not correct. And if you're just looking at people who are your friends on Facebook, forget about it. What Facebook shows is how ill-informed people are. And number eight, the way to end this, have some faith. Have a belief that things will turn out all right. Have faith that things will get better. You know, you have to decide at some point in your life, do you want to be Chicken Little or Paul Revere? So the news media aren't going to help us. They thrive on woes and ills. I mean, even look at the weather people on these shows. Storm Tracker. 
tornado finder, you know, hail inducer. You don't find any of these weather teams called the Sunshine Group. It's all about horrible things going to happen. Up here in Rhode Island, where I live, it's been snowing in the winter for approximately 10,000 years, maybe longer. Yet every winter, when there's a hint of snow, everybody goes into panic mode in the media. There's a news show called (laughs) News You Can Count On. That's their mantra, News You Can Count On. Yeah, well, I can't count to 10 on it, let me tell you. Just to show you how this works, there was a mayor up here. He's, he's deceased now, Buddy Cianci. He was the longest-serving mayor, I think, in, American, um, in America. And um, he went to jail. He was finally convicted. They, they went after him on 40 charges. They got him on one. And so he finally went to jail. And then he came out and became a media personality. And throughout all this time, you know, over 20 years perhaps, the Providence Journal hated him. Uh, the Providence Journal absolutely hated him. He could do nothing right. You know, it's like people today who say, well, it was supposed to um, be sunny today. It's raining. It's, it's Trump's fault. You know, if Trump only had a, hadn't pulled out of the Pacific back or something. Well, Cianci had a funny line. Uh, the Providence Journal was critiquing him for still something else. And he said, do you know, if I walked on the surface of the Providence River tomorrow, the headline in the Providence Journal would be, Mayor Cianci can't swim. And I've always thought that's about the way it is. You know, in the New York Times, it's all the news that's fit to print, parentheses, in our view. So we're giving lousy examples to our kids. This, this habit of eating our young, of always being pessimistic. The things are never good enough. You know, some of you who grew up in families with siblings and you did something well, you, you were never good enough. It was never victory enough. It was never a win enough because your brother or sister had done it better. It's a frustrating way to be. We're also over-medicating ourselves. We're using excuses, you know? You have ADD. Everybody all of a sudden has ADD. It's like GERD. It's a designer disease. And everybody has it because it's an excuse. We're just not enjoying life enough. That's our problem because we're besieged with a negative. In the United States, we live in relative splendor. We have inequality to fix. We have quality of life issues, education, infrastructure. No question about it. I'm not a Pollyanna. I'm not saying everything's perfect. But we can and are making progress, and pretty dramatically. Let me tell you something. It's a good thing that we have some people who are resilient and look at the bright side, because even alligators can't eat all their young. And that's the uncomfortable truth. (laughs) 